Hello, and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, the show where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm your host, Mr. Nick Barrett, and as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Jackson Glass. But before we jump into the episode, I just want to take a second to plug our social media. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast, and if you have a question or comment you want to submit, you can do so by clicking the Contact Us page in the description of the episode. There will also be a question of the week slash poll on spotify so feel free to jump into that now with all of that out of the way jackson how are you doing this week what's up i you know my name is jackson glass i'm really bad at goodbyes that's my that's my intro and that sounds dramatic but i what i mean by that is if i'm if i'm leaving a social event or a function or whatever i will say okay see you later bye and then over the next 20 minutes, I will slowly, like, make my way to the door. I will not actually leave. And I'm friends with people that are good at goodbyes. And so they just say goodbye and then leave. And sometimes it hurts my feelings because I don't understand how they do that. And I feel like they just leave all of a sudden, even though that's a completely normal thing to do. So that's my that's my thing for the week. Is this is this where I go into my week? weekly recap i mean or should you i ask how you're doing I'll, I'll say how are you sir <laughs> not particularly great <laughs> uh so also, now we'll go into for the video recap. for the video people um how you doing fellow kids i am not using my beats today um i am trying out the raycons because shocker um the beats are which I love the beats. Hi, Mom. I know you're listening. You said you were going to listen to this episode. I love the beats that you got me for Christmas. But I've discovered that wearing them for long periods of time, um, albeit, like, I don't know, two hours or so, um, they start to get really uncomfortable on the ears. And it, Well, Jackson took his headphones off. So no, you're fine. No, you're fine. Keep going. Saying. Um, so... They're really uncomfortable on the ears, and I don't know if that's because of how tight I put them on my ears. Like, maybe I need to loosen it a little bit, or if it's because of how, like, the the cush foam is or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which, it's fine. I have no issue with it. I'll just, like, I'll alternate ears at that point. Like, yeah. I'll take it off one, or I'll just know at that point I need to take a break from editing or whatever I'm doing. But I'm trying out. I, I got, have Raycons. Man, I got them Audio-Technica X50s. Um, okay, some of, we get it. Some You're an of, audio nerd. Gosh. Some of the most popular headphones for mixing music. That's the main reason I bought them. But they're great if I'm doing podcasts because they're very comfortable. I can wear them for long periods of time. And I can wear them while playing Fortnite because the audio, the 360, is awesome. So yeah. you should How just much were those, by those. the way? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> how, how much were they? Do tell. Do tell. If I'm not mistaken, they're like three hundred dollars. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Let, me, let me get an exact yeah. number. Let me get an exact number on that while you continue your week. Yeah. So today I'm using my blue uh, Raycons. We're not sponsored by Raycon, but that would be great. I do really love the Raycons. I've had mine for two years, and they're great. And I highly recommend them. If you use Honey, um, you can usually get like 20 percent off we're not sponsored by either of them <laughs> guys that's stop. just we're a general spon- recommendation oh anyway. i was wrong i was so wrong they're like 200 <laughs> wow still expensive as heck. yeah anyway but... um my week my last two weeks since we recorded 
has been one of the craziest ups and downs <laughs> of like I don't I I don't know if I can say my entire life, but it's been really crazy because so two weeks ago we dropped the only murderers episode, which you should listen mm-hmm. to, especially now that season two is coming out. We don't Woo. talk about the new episodes, but you know we do talk about the first season, so yeah, I think it's worth a listen. I thought it was a pretty good episode. So. The day that episode released, Monday the 27th, I got up, everything was normal, and I was like, hey, it's exciting, this is my last first day of class, because my classes switch every month, and that was like the first day of my last class, so it was like my last first day, and I was like super excited, super pumped, Um, but then I get to school, and one of my friends didn't show for class, which was not normal. Well, it's kind of normal, but there's a little more nuance to it. Um, so we're like, well, you know what? Let's go check on him. Uh, so we go over to his apartment and unfortunately he passed away. And I say that with so much delight and pleasure in my voice, not because I don't care. I am very deeply affected. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just putting on this persona so I don't get depressed on the podcast. Um, it has been a very rough two Mm -hmm. weeks, um, because we were really close. Um, like, we were at that... Like, we had been friends for a year. We'd obviously gotten a lot closer since, like, October. Or September, October is when we really started, like, hanging out more mm-hmm. consistently. Um, and as of, like, I think April or May, we were really playing Fortnite, like, every night. Like, we would get home from class and I'd text him and be like, Hey, you want to play Fortnite? He was like, yeah, give me, like, ten minutes. And we would hop on and play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He was a really good Fortnite player. Um, he was also a really good sound guy. He was our sound, like our go-to sound guy, which it was really weird because um, he was going to be the sound guy on like our last uh, projects for this class for this month. Um, and when when we all found out what had happened, we were like, "Does anybody know any good sound guys?" And I was like, "No," because he was our sound guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was the go-to sound guy. So that was a little weird. Um, but, but it has been a rough of, time. You kind of have to talk about it like that. Because, uh, like, how yeah. else are you supposed to go on? Yeah, so, like, I was I was assistant we're directing. It, we're just keeping it a 100. One, hashtag real. Cap it, keeping it. Right. Hashtag 100 with you, gang. Yeah. we. Uh, I was assistant directing on one, of the, on one of the projects. And I went up to the director and I was like, hey, I'm asking this as an AD. Do we have a new sound guy? And she was like, yeah, we do. And I was like, okay, back to being normal, Nick. I'm still (laughs) depressed. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, it has been a rough two weeks, Mm -hmm. especially since we were all so close to graduation. Like, two weeks after this episode comes out, I'll be graduated. Like, by the time the next episode comes out, I will be a college graduate. Yeah. So we were all really close, and he was set to graduate with us. So it's been a rough time. I will say... um, what made it a little better is his family came down. I got to meet his family and talk to his mom. And, you know, there was this sense of, like, closure in me being able to tell her, like, hey, in what did end up being his last days, we were all happy and having fun. And, like, you know, he wasn't, like, he was happy. And, you know, mm-hmm. we were doing Fortnite. He's, like, this really close and treasured friend. So it was really nice to meet her and get to, like, um, talk about that and it gave a nice sense of closure the school actually um, which I, I sent you a picture of it the school got a plaque with his name on it mm-hmm. and like put in memory of 
name redacted. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but um, they got a little plaque for the sound cart that'll forever be on that sound yeah. cart uh, to kind of commemorate him. So, yeah, it, it's it's been it's been a week. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, in terms of more like that was positive the down. Things, now there's some ups. <laughs> that was the down. Let's go to the ups. Um, Going up. We're, I we're finally up. at the behest of well, actually before that, um, I did go see Minions: Rise of Gru, mm-hmm. which Me too. we're recording the next episode in like three days, so I'll talk about it more there. But it mm-hmm. was a good movie. I partook in the gentle minions uh thing by going to see minions as a somewhat grown adult Mm -hmm. um but this week that we're recording after like two months almost three nay three months of constant pestering from aj of the genre geeks i uh i finally bought i have it right here I finally bought and watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. which we will also talk about that more in the next episode because that's uh, what we've been watching. So mm-hmm. it'll be a little more there because I know we're here to talk about Thor Love and yes. Thunder and say that from the beginning. Hopefully you read the title. Um, <laughs> but if you, you didn't and just clicked on it because we put out a new episode, thank you for your blind devotion. Thanks for your blind to devotion. The podcast. Sorry about the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so I did watch anyway. Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> genuinely a like fantastic movie and i will divulge more in the next episode because jackson also bought but he hasn't watched it yet so i can't really say much about it i want to watch it i'm gonna i'm gonna try to watch it in time i went um there's some local like anime stores nearby so i got to pick up i got a pocket watch like the pocket watch from full metal alchemist brotherhood i got um what else did i get um i got like the first volume of Full Metal Alchemist hardcover. Mm-hmm. It's been a pretty like we went out and did some shopping, which I mean, let's be real, for all of us, it's depression shopping. It's um retail therapy. Dude, in a sense. Re- retail <laughs> um, therapy works. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's true. I do feel better. My bank account, however, does not. Um but oh. I did go to Target today. <laughs> After seeing Thor yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I went to Target today because DVDs were on sale, and I got um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 because it was go. on sale. I got My Hero Academia Heroes Rising, which is also on sale. My I bought this for my sister for Christmas last year, and I didn't have it, and I was like, well, <laughs> now I need it. And I also got Last Night in Soho, which, podcast listeners, you're here. Jackson was on the phone. As you guys are here as a witness. You are the witness. <laughs> You guys are the witnesses now, okay? I got home, and I looked at the Last Night in Soho case, and I was like, oh, plastic's a little ripped. That's okay. It probably Mm -hmm. got snagged in transit or something. It was also missing the little, like, sleeve, um, but it was still fully packaged, and I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe the sleeve fell off or whatever. Like, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? I get home. There is no digital code in this box. None. So I will be going back to Target, explaining what happened, and asking to swap it out. Because part of the reason I freaking bought this was so that I could add it to my digital library. (laughs) But that (sighs) also goes down the rabbit trail, which I will expand upon one day, of why I am a physical media connoisseur. Because digital codes can disappear, but it's infinitely harder to lose DVDs. That has been my week. Now I am here. Jackson, how have you been? Take the floor. Connoisseur. Speak. Okay. Connoisseur. Well, um, 
We had family. Is that another word you don't know the definition of? No, I know what it means. I just think that's kind of an extreme (laughs) word for what you are. Um, I collector. There you go. Collector. Yeah, that's better. Um, Collector. uh, We had family in town for Fourth of July. That was fun. Um, I went and saw Thor: Love and Thunder opening weekend. That was great. And then yesterday, me and a big group of friends went to Memphis and we went, what we were told was we were going to go zip lining and it was not zip lining. It was a zip line rope course. So we all went in with the expectation that we would be like zipping through some trees with like a nice breeze. No, we were doing, like, this American Ninja Warrior, like, rope course type, like, it felt like a survivor challenge in, like, 98 degrees. And it was so much fun. It was, like, we had such a great time, but we were all just so incredibly gross by the end. Because we were just so sweaty, and, like, when you, they did this thing where, like, you would zip line across the lake, and you would land um, in like a pile of mulch, but like they were like, if you land straight, like run a little bit so you can catch yourself and like be good. But you never land straight. You always land backwards cause it spins so much. So you would just like fly down this line and then crash into this pile of mulch. And so like, we were all that so fun. dirty and it was so much fun, but we were all so dirty and like sweaty and gross and we smelled terrible. So it was a ton of fun, and we got tacos um, for lunch, and which I want to say, I I got home, and I was like, I'm really hungry, and I felt like I deserved some Taco Bell, and sorry, I glitched there a second, I thought I lost you. I felt like I deserved some Taco Bell, which honestly, I always feel like I deserve some Taco Bell, that's one of my red flags, but... I was like, all right, I, I'm going to go get some Taco Bell because I live like two minutes from a Taco Bell. And I was like, I'm really hungry. I ended up eating four cheesy bean and rice burritos. <laughs> and let me tell you, I am not well. Do not eat four burritos for dinner. Okay. Okay. No. Don't eat four burritos for dinner no. and then go to church the next morning. All right. I am not well. That was a poor I am decision. not well. <laughs> but I digress. I'm better now. But when I got up at 6 a.m., I was thought I was going to die. So I'm okay now. Sounds about right. <laughs> but four cheesy bean and rice burritos for dinner is not the move, guys. I probably shouldn't have to tell you that. Um, also, W yeah. this week started using shampoo. So there you go. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a personal <laughs> W. We found out during a game night that Jackson doesn't use shampoo. I had been... <laughs> which is a big deal because it's like, who doesn't use shampoo? I was misinformed. I mean, you're better off than you're better off than the people who use two in one. Ooh. Like, if I'm sorry, if you use two in one shampoo, you're literally not <laughs> doing yourself any favors. D- no, because shampoo and conditioner have two very different mm-hmm. purposes. Like, shampoo cleans the scalp, yeah, and then conditioner like re-moisturizes it. But you don't have to shampoo every single day. I was like, I shampoo every other day. I was under the impression that. 
like the shampoo like stripped the oils out of your hair and then the conditioner like brought it, it back and so i thought that's counterintuitive yeah. and it seems like i'm kind of chasing my no. tail and so i just used conditioner for a very long time and i used to only use conditioner i for a had while. been misinformed i'm clean now yep so where were your fact checkers on that one <laughs> <laughs> Can we get fact checkers on, <laughs> on our uh, podcast? I use two in one shampoo. <laughs> Underneath, <laughs> this information has been proven false. <laughs> so that's Easy that win. about that. Um, so Thor: Love and Thunder. Wow, am I that's right? Crazy. So Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, also, <laughs> spoilers. spoilers. Spoilers for Thor: We're Love not and even, Thunder. No, I think which not to plug genre geeks again, <sighs> but I was listening to their uh, rant about Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And AJ said, like, why do you listen to an episode? Like, there should be no, we're going to do a spoiler-free mm-hmm. section and then talk spoilers. No. And I'm like, why no, are you that's here? 100% true. <laughs> if you're listening to an episode about a movie, it's because you went out and watched you the movie. You either saw the you movie. You don't listen to, like, the first 15 minutes. Care. Stop and then go see the movie. You either see, you've either seen so, the movie um, or you don't care. I've listened to a couple podcasts talking about Morbius because I don't care. And I think that's hilarious. I want to watch Morbius. Hey, yo. <gasps> oh, I forgot to talk about what I got last week. Or no, it was this week. Do this it quickly. came on Wednesday. I made it, which, it was on Twitter, but my Twitter account's private, so nobody can find it now. Um, but I made a very personal, or not personal, uh, questionable. <laughs> questionable purchase on Amazon. Because for one of our class assignments, we were breaking down, um, like, comparing the budgets and gross mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It was doing comparables. Film people know what that means. Um, for a video game movie. So he plugged it in and I was like, oh, a live action video game movie we could have used was Super Mario Bros. from 1993. Uh, and my friend was like, no, that movie <laughs> quite literally bombed. It would have been the opposite of what we were trying to do. Like, if you wanted to do that, you should have done Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was like, okay, good point. So we were sitting there in class and I, and I looked up Super Mario Bros. 1993 on mm-hmm. Amazon. $4 for the DVD. And I was like, okay. It's only $4, so hear me <laughs> out. I now own a physical DVD copy of Super Mario Bros. Oh from 1993, and we will be watching it. Yeah, at we some will be point watching it at some point for a <laughs> podcast episode. I'm going to be completely transparent with you, listener. We were going to buy that DVD and watch the movie, and then do a podcast episode about it closer to December before the new Mario movie came out. But then they delayed yeah. it to next year, so that episode has also been delayed to next year. Which is year. rough. So, Guys, doing a movie podcast it's in 2022 is harder than you think. It's rough. <laughs> Guys, the schedule is subject to change up till date of recording. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, here we are. It really is. Here really we are. Is. I I want to ask, what what were your expectations when you were going in, you're sitting down to see Thor Love and Thunder. What what are you expecting? So, I really tried to stay away from trailers for this one. Because I was like, okay, social experiment. What if I only watch the first mm-hmm. trailer? Which I did. Up until I went and saw Lightyear. And then they played the second trailer. But I only watched it mm-hmm. once. And I didn't remember a ton about it. So I was like, okay, this is fine. Um, I went into it pretty moderate expectations, especially after seeing Multiverse of Madness, which was just kind of 
Like, I went into that with, like, semi-high expectations, but then also was like, nope, that was a letdown. Um, which, you know, as someone who's been affected by Marvel burnout, um, like, severely, I was like, okay. Which also, I should remark that on the Jurassic World episode, I said if Lightyear and Thor are bad, then I'm giving up on movies. I am pleased to announce that only one of those movies was bad. The other one was Decent. decently okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, okay. So, well, actually, no. I will say Thor was good. Thank you. I won't say it's great. I'll say it's good. We'll get to there. We'll uh, get there. Definitely better than Multiverse of Madness. I did a... Uh, I went and saw it with my friends, and we did a, a pre-rating as it was starting. Um, across the board, we got six, seven, eight mm-hmm. out of ten. When we walked out, it was eight, eight, seven. Okay. So I was pretty on the money. Mm-hmm. I was the one who said seven, and I bumped it up to a 7.5. I was pretty on the yeah. money with what I was expecting. And it was it was difficult because the this week, as reviews came out, I was like, this got a two-and-a-half-star review, and it has, like, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, okay. Critics, eh, I can't, like, gotta stop mm-hmm. letting them give me a negative impression of the movie. Um, and I went in... I enjoyed it. That's what I'll say. And to everyone who is complaining about the VFX, they were not no. that bad. No. Like, when everyone was like, the VFX are bad, I was like, are we talking She-Hulk levels of VFX okay. bad, or are we just like, this was kind of an off day for Marvel Studios? I have... I think this might have just been a couple off I days. I have multiple rants for this movie, specifically. Ooh. The VFX Ooh, is one I'm of excited. them. Because mm. I'm just gonna do it. So, I think people that are mad at the VFX at this movie are just whiny. Now, I think if you want to talk about the VFX of something like She-Hulk, like you said, based on that trailer, that's bad. That's like Spy Kids level, like, computer effects. No, that's just just bad. bad. But if you like really look at this movie and you see the world that they've built it's beautiful like you like i feel like we've just been so spoiled to where like if there's like one bad green screen shot we're automatic we're just automatically on twitter saying this is the worst movie ever made and so i think there were one or two bad vfx that i thought that i noticed where like when they when they're walking on the bridge um, into the city where Zeus is. I can't remember the name. But, like, I, it was noticeable green screen. And that's when the best visual effects are the ones that you don't notice. And so when I notice that there's effects, that's when I'm kind of like, eh. So I did notice that there was a, some bad green screen right there. And honestly, I think most of this is probably just reshoots. Um, that's my theory, is that yeah. most of the bad green screen is just because of reshoots and i think the two end scenes had bad green screen and i don't know why but it was like between the two post-credit scenes the vfx were worse than the rest of the movie minus a couple scenes um other than that i was kind of like this is better than they've been recently and so i feel like anyone not to camp everyone into the same boat but i think if you just like 
if you're like on Twitter screaming about the visual effects in this movie, touch grass because this is it's not that bad. Like just they've done so much worse. You need to get a life. That's what I'm gonna say. Go out and touch some <laughs> grass, you Twitter nerds. Jeez, like, did you get off your are keyboards? You, are you not watching like the She-Hulk trailer and like other stuff? Like, dude, like, and I understand. I life. understand the the thing of saying like this is a two hundred million dollar movie. Also, understand inflation is killing the film industry. You can make a two hundred million dollar really movie is. that sucks. So. What do you want from me? And also, so See, here's, I want here, one more hold thing. Hold on. One more here's thing. Here's the thing, though. Are you going to say something okay. about everything everywhere all at once? Okay, I know. So everything everywhere all at once, a movie I have not seen, but a movie that I've researched that sounds weird, but that's what I do. A lot of that is very practical. I think you, we, you can tell we have lost the, the magic of practical effects. Like, why is why are we still watching the Star Wars trilogy from the original? Because it's practical and it's pretty timeless. And it's this bad green screen computer VFX that aren't timeless. Things that, like, if you watch behind the scenes of a Marvel movie, it's just depressing. Because it's just a green soundstage. Yeah. And you're like, dude, what happened to, like, going on location and making a movie? This this isn't this isn't it. And so I agree with that, but I also think this movie was a lot better than they've done recently in my opinion. Continue. Yeah, no, I agree. I was going to say about inflation killing the film industry. I think what's weird though is I don't think that applies to VFX mm. because as far as I'm aware, at least of what I personally know and what they've told us in school, VFX is more about paying someone to sit in a chair and mm -hmm. edit, which I guess when you extrapolate, editors will up their price because things do get more expensive. But it's also not like they're trying to buy raw materials. I would say inflation has more affected like actual production in terms of catering and getting, you know, supplies for, you know, building sets, whatever sets they do build at this point. Um, not necessarily VFX, but I do see the mm -hmm. point you're making. I, I don't think the VFX were that bad. I thought it was fine. It's definitely not as bad as people thought it was, nor was the movie itself as bad as people mm -hmm. thought it was. Um, I will say, I I like the rom-com aspect, but it was it, it was kind of weird because this felt like a Thor needs to find himself movie when that was kind of what Infinity War and Endgame and Ragnarok were about was Thor finding who Thor mm -hmm. was. Like, that is his arc in those three movies, separately. Like, his arc in Ragnarok is about, oh, you don't need Mjolnir to have lightning. You can use lightning by yourself, because that's who you are. You are the god mm -hmm. of thunder, and you don't need a hammer to do that. Okay, that's a Thor finding himself movie. Infinity War, you need Stormbreaker so you can kill Thanos, because you're the god of thunder, and this is your destiny. That's who you are, to avenge Asgard. Okay, it's another Thor finding himself movie. Endgame, we get it. You're depressed because uh, you kind of let Thanos snap away half the universe. We get it. But now you have to find your will to fight again and make it right. It's another Thor mm -hmm. finding himself movie. And then this one is like, well, I'm depressed because I have nothing to do. Um, which is also another Thor <laughs> finding himself movie. So um, 
I thought it was really weird yeah. that they went down that path a fourth time, and I hope in what seems like will be a fifth Thor movie coming relatively in the future. Um, I think it's it's weird. I hope it's not another Thor finding himself movie. At what point does um, he find himself? <laughs> I know, right? At what point does he find himself? He literally has a line to Jane where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm really trying to figure yeah. out who I am. Try to find myself, and I'm like, really? We're going down this route again. I want to give again. Give a couple general thoughts. One, I thought this movie was really funny, and so I think that all of the all of the hate I've seen is like all of the jokes scream desperate. Please laugh. I did not get that vibe at all. I don't. I think that's just a bad take. I. I think Taika Waititi has a sense of humor that's not for everyone, which is okay. Humor is subjective, but I think it's, I didn't get that impression. Um, I think that it was directed better than people are saying, not to say it was a masterpiece, but it looked like a Taika Waititi movie. Like, I don't, I don't see why that's a problem. An interesting thing that I noticed that you I need I want to know if you noticed this too. All of the characters in a lot of the shots had very little headroom. Did you notice that? Not until you just now mm-hmm. mentioned it. I noticed that there That's when I now that I think about it, there's yeah. not a lot of headroom, which I don't I don't know if that was like a creative decision or just Yeah, it could have been of, a directorial choice. Like, I, I, I don't I think it has to be really bad to there is objectively bad directing but i yep. don't think not enough headroom is a reason to give a movie two stars so no. i i thought this movie was really funny i thought this is pr- maybe the best chris hemsworth performance i've seen in marvel um you seem like you mm. disagree we'll mm. get into it in a we're going to we're going to i'm going to strongly disagree so, on that i think his really mm. Okay, first of all, which this is going to relate. We we first of all, we asked you guys, the listeners, for questions. We do have questions, oh, which we'll get to those at the end. Can I can I say one more thing? Can I say something? One more thing. I'd like to redact that because I think he did better in Infinity War. Ah, and, look at you and backsliding. Because I uh-huh. I forgot that he was in those movies. How did but you forget he was I in think, those movies? I, I don't know. Okay, five minutes ago. I'm tired. Um. The... So am I, but at least I remember. <laughs> I think I think he did good for what it was because he's not a comedian, but he was very funny with the writing that was given. Yeah, I think this movie was one of those, like, I don't want to say turn your brain off because it wasn't that kind mm-hmm. of movie where it's like, oh, well, you know, it's good if you just turn your brain off and you kind of let, like, let mm-hmm. it have fun. But uh, it was fun. It was just like a goof, silly, goofy, silly, goofy fun time. But it was a funny, fun enjoyable mm-hmm. movie and if you look at it as that i think marvel has kind of built up this stigma of like it has to be an endgame level movie or it's not good mm-hmm. and i don't think that's true because i'm gonna be honest the last good marvel movie i saw was shang chi in september like how do you miss three you, times you don't consider love and thunder a good movie you don't consider Love and Thunder a good movie? No, I said until now. Oh, bef- until now. Okay. Right. Sorry. Like, like <laughs> Eternals, No Way Home, and um, 
Multiverse of Madness, which everybody will fight me and say, No Way Home's a good movie. We've already had this discussion. There's a whole episode about it. Um, it's like an hour we've and a half this long. this to death. <laughs> Go listen to it. No, it's our most listened to No need to, to revisit this. We've talked it to uh, death. But, yeah, I think Marvel movies from here on out just need to focus on being good movies. Because I think they mm-hmm. really, obviously built up to Endgame. But now, I think there's a sense of, like, loss. Of, like, we don't know what to do with it now. Because that was such a big deal. And now it's like, well, where do we go from here? And I think I don't feel part like of we're the reason towards anything. Part of the reason... Okay, to the building something comment, Kevin Feige said, we are building to something. It'll be revealed eventually. And I've seen takes out there like, well, we didn't get the Thanos reveal till like four or five years in to the MCU. And I'm like, okay. But first of all, that was the first time we'd done that. Okay? That was the first yeah. time... We had done anything like this in a cinematic universe. Now, we've done it. We've completed the cycle. And quite frankly, none of us really want to go through another four or five years of figuring out where the heck this is going because the novelty has worn off. So I think part of what made this movie more enjoyable, at least for me, is it wasn't another multiverse movie. It wasn't another movie that's like... Let's bring in different variants of Thor. Because I was worried that the Mighty Thor, like Jane Foster's The Mighty Thor, was going to be a variant. I thought it was going to be a multiverse thing. Actual, like, I didn't think they were going to actually bring back Jane Foster. I know in the comics, they mentioned, like, oh, she gets cancer, and then, like, you know, she becomes the Mighty Thor. And I was like, oh, well, they're not going to do that. They're going to, like, this is the multiverse phase of Marvel. Like, it's going to be a different Jane. Nope. Even Taika Waititi said before the movie came out, this is just a verse movie. It's not a multiverse mm-hmm. movie, it's just a verse movie. Which, and that, hallelujah. Because that restored I'm my faith so, in it. I'm so sick of the multiverse. I'm sorry. We're done. You've been built, you have opened the multiverse eight times in the last year. I'm I think, done. <laughs> which I did hear this solid criticism of Multiverse of Madness when I was listening to another podcast. Um, they talked about how Marvel just keeps opening the multiverse. They're not actually mm-hmm. diving in. Like, think about it. Loki opens the multiverse. No Way Home opens the multiverse. Multiverse of Madness opens the multiverse. It's not a we're diving into it. Mm-hmm. What if open the multiverse, really? I mean, it, I mean, it kind of... I think the only good multiverse project they've done, um, I think the only good multiverse project they've done is um, Loki. Loki. I think that's the only good one. Because No Way Home. Yeah. mm, mm, The multiverse aspect of it was kind of stupid. Yeah. What if. I know it's canon, but like. eh, And uh, Multiverse of Madness was not really a multiverse of madness it was just kind of dr strange yeah. casual walk down the street so so that's what i'll say i really like i really like that this was a break from the multiverse and it wasn't yeah. i feel like jane foster became thor in the best way she could have she yeah. was like it made sense and the connection was there like it it made sense i thought like yeah that's good i'm glad this wasn't like oh there's two jane fosters and she's from another universe because it's just like it's such a cheap that's such a cheap way to do that and so this was a really a much better more creative and more sensical way to make her thor which Mm -hmm. here's my question 
What do you think of her as Thor? Like, what do, what do you think of her character in this movie? I was I was just about to get there. So, when I found out that they were going to have the Mighty Thor in this movie, like, it was going to be Jane Foster, I was like, okay, I need a really good reason. Because Marvel tends to just be like, it's a just woman because. and she's there. Uh-huh. That's all of the explanation we are giving you. And I was like, okay, I don't have an issue with female superheroes. My favorite Marvel character, aside from Iron Man and Star-Lord, is Wanda Maximoff, okay? I am a huge Scarlet Witch simp, okay? So so don't come after me for that. It's fine. But I was like, okay, I need a pretty solid reason as to why Jane Foster is Thor. And the trailers, thank God, did not give away that really good reason. Yes, it did garner a little criticism, but... That kind of criticism also brought you into the theater to find the answer, which is how mm-hmm. good trailers should be. So how I went into it and I was like, okay, be. let's find out. Why is she Thor? It's our Jane, who was in a relationship with Thor, gets cancer, tragedy, finds out that Mjolnir is calling to her. It's one of those like, oh, this is my, like, what else do I have to lose type situations. Goes, Mjolnir lights up. And then at that point, I was kind of like, hmm a little weird never had a connection with Mjolnir before Mm -hmm. but then when we got the flashback of Thor talking to Mjolnir and saying hey I need you to protect her that that makes sense totally that made sense sold you got me um other than that I thought she was pretty good I liked the more kind of awkward aspect to her character where this is like still a very new thing for her and the whole ongoing thing of like her trying to figure out um like, ooh, a what should my catchphrase be? I want to have a cool catchphrase. Yeah. I like that. I really enjoyed that. And I think um, yeah. her chemistry with Chris Hemsworth um, and his Thor and, like, the kind of, like, awkward rom-com, which, by the way, this movie is a rom-com, and I am all oh, here it for is. it. I am don't, totally don't, down for that. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, it's an incredibly awkward rom-com that I am here for. Because it's that's another amazing. thing. <laughs> Everyone's like, Marvel needs to expand and experiment, and we need more experimental Marvel movies. It's the same thing that happened with Star Wars, where they're like, Star Wars needs to be different. The Force Awakens was too similar. Star Wars needs to be different. The Last Jedi comes out, it's different. We don't like it. Star Wars needs to be more Star Wars, okay? It's Mm -hmm. the same thing that's going on with Marvel right now. They're like, MCU needs to be different, okay? Here's a rom-com movie. We've never had a rom-com MCU movie before. It's a cool take. Uh, Interesting way to portray that story. And everyone's like, no, that's bad. We don't like that. Don't do that. And I'm like, but you want the, you. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, I think. So I thought I the rom-com the fans, aspect was cool. Marvel fans are just the worst. It's just kind of like, what if, what if we just gave Mar? what if we gave directors like a Marvel movie and they can do whatever they want with it. And we just like, we just like really let them take control. We did that with Eternals, Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder. And you hated all of them. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, do you just want Kevin Feige to direct all of them so we can hold your hand and say I explosion mean, I, moment? I guess like, so. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> come on. I also think, <sighs> which I, actually I'm going to come back to that at the end. I, uh, okay. I want to say, how did you feel one about Jane Foster as Thor? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get your take on that, but also yeah. how did you feel about her dying in the end? Cause I don't know if I liked that because to me, it felt very like, okay, if she was just going to die in the end, then why was she here at all? You know what I mean? So, well, it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Um, wow, look at you quoting the movie. 
I'm just saying. Um, I think... I think she was good as Thor. Like you said, I liked the awkward kind of superhero, like... Because a lot of these characters that we've been with forever just, like, have it down. Like, they know how to be a superhero. And so she gave, like, that awkwardness of, like, oh, I don't know how to be a superhero. And I thought that was kind of refreshing. And it was kind of funny. Like, it was just kind of... It brought brought another good, like, humor aspect to this movie. Which... Because it is a comedy. It's, It's a funny movie. Yeah. And so... I thought she was good. As far as the ending, I I go back and forth on the ending, and I was even fighting with myself in my head while watching it. Um, and I was scripting out what I was going to say on this podcast while the movie was going. And I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah but, and then like different things would happen, and I was like, well, but then there's this, and there's that. I think... I think it was a good decision to let her die because usually Marvel doesn't have the guts to kill him. I think if she survived, so here's no, but they all come back. They either all come back or their contract expires and they can't. So, okay. Say that to black widow and iron man and vision and Pietro and, Oh wait, actually half the characters did come back. You're right. (laughs) You yeah, I'm point. saying. So I think now time will tell if she's actually gone, but that's no, besides she's the point. I think I think this was a good exit for her character. Um, not to say that anyone was like yearning for like whatever happened to Jane Foster, but like this movie kind of like made me think, oh, what happened to Jane Foster? And now I know. Um, but I think when when like the villain, which I want to talk about the villain here in a minute. Was his name Gore? Is that? Gore. Yeah. G-O-R-R. Gore. There was too much Gore, gore the in God this Butcher. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, that's a knee oh, slapper. Knee reveal on the podcast? So it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think. So when Gore was going to go into like the center of the universe or whatever to make a wish. My, I thought to myself, I thought, oh no, Thor is going to kill Gore right here and then use this one request at the center of the universe to save Jane. Dude, that's and what I thought, I thought too. I thought this, this is going to be kind of a boring ending, but then it didn't do that. And I was like, do I like the way that it was though? And I think I do. I think I'm I'm a huge fan of unconventional endings. And I think if he just killed Gore and saved Jane, that would have been the classic Disney hero saved the day and got the girl. And True. it would have just been it would have been kind of boring. And so I think the whole ending of like oh, she died, like she gone. But also he has that fulfillment now in this daughter. Which, I want to get your take on this too. I'm conflicted on the daughter. Part of me is like, brother really like, went to the center of the universe, saved his daughter, and then dumped her on this Thor. Like, she's Thor's responsibility now. And I'm kind of like, did he ask for this? Like, did he want this? And so like, it was 
pinned as this happy ending and they seem to be happy together but i'm also like i'm gonna have to see more before i really decide how i feel because i i'm kind of back and forth on thor dad so yeah so do i had a really good point and then i lost it uh it 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 had to do with the um jane frick Uh uh-oh i'll i'll talk about the daughter maybe the other point will come back to me it's fine um so oh that's what it was um so with the with the daughter first Mm -hmm. of all i was listening to the song sweet child of mine today which was the trailer music for thor and that's kind of like the it's kind of been like Mm -hmm. the music for for yeah. Love and Thunder. And I realized why they chose that song is because the whole movie kind of centers around <gasps> Gore losing his daughter, which was his sweet child, and then at the end she comes back and he gets to see her that one more time oh. and then he entrusts her to Thor, who is like his mortal enemy for the movie. That and and the whole point of him sense. And the point of him, like, giving his daughter to Thor as, like, a, hey, take care of her for me, is also so that Thor can learn to love again in a different way. Like, that and it all ties sense. in to which, by the way, we have not mentioned at all, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this movie. Yay! So great How to see them again. Them? Can't wait for Guardians oh, 3. If Guardians 3 them. is bad, I will quit cinema forever. We can put that on the record. <laughs> Put that on a sticker. Put that on a hat or whatever. Uh, send it to James Gunn. Anyway, um, oh. <laughs> it all ties into what Star-Lord was saying towards the beginning of the movie where he's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you can keep people at at arm's length or, you know, you can let people in. And you can, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to let people in and, you know, lose them. That's just a part of life. Yeah. That's kind of – that was kind of the whole theme of this movie mm-hmm. was Thor gets back with Jane, which was kind of him, okay – we're going to bring bring mm-hmm. back into the heart. And then yeah. he was like, no. Like, you could see the point where he's like, no, stay here. That was the super overprotective. And his whole mm-hmm. thing was to learn to be he's okay like, I can't lose her. with the loss. Because mm-hmm. you see, he could have gone and killed Gore before mm-hmm. uh, he made the wish and then wished to save Jane. But in that moment, in that pivotal character moment, he turned around and said, no. And went and was with Jane in her last moments. And Mm -hmm. that was kind of his whole character arc. Also. Which I thought was satisfying. I thought that was satisfying. Part of his character arc was that, oh, we don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. I can do it all by myself. I can do it all by myself. And then, you know, Jane's like, well, you better come back alive. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. And then he gets his butt kicked and she shows up. (laughs) And that was kind of his point to be like, I don't approve of you doing this, but I also can acknowledge that, yes, I could not have done this without your help. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a long-winded yeah. way to get back to the daughter. I do like that connection. I was initially mm-hmm. bummed that Thor didn't wish to bring Jane back because I'm a sucker for romance. Yeah. But no, me too. I am a bigger sucker for the adopted child trope in movies. Yeah. And I know she calls him Uncle Thor, because he's not, which was also I a nice that touch. Was so because sweet. He's not, I thought that was sweet. He's not it's trying a nice to touch be her because, dad. Right. He's not trying to take that place that Gore had mm-hmm. and be like, no, I'm your dad now. Like, and it also, I like, if you want to get, if, if you want to get super deep with it, you could say Thor has, like, 
a, a brotherhood ship with gore in the sense that they could relate on that we don't like yeah. losing people type thing mm-hmm. um so i thought that was really nice i do i am a sucker for um you know that the, the cheesy early, he it, saves the it's, girl yeah it's okay correct me if i'm wrong but thor and love because at the end they're like oh they just prefer to her, uh, them as love and thunder okay she doesn't Which have I thought any, was as far as i'm aware <laughs> um, her name is love same same vibes as uh, mando and baby yoda it's the exact same trope uh, that is the trope i'm talking right. about it's uh oh. and there's another there's another one in media but i don't remember what it was i think it was from an anime or something oh because um, people feel like sick trope i love that it, <laughs> it's a great trope it really is oh it's the um it's the lone wolf finds younger cub type oh yeah trope. um mm-hmm. which is also done in the bad batch if anyone has seen yeah. that show but Yes, I did like oh, the inclusion the of the daughter. Yeah, I thought it was a, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a nice way to end the movie, mm-hmm. and I thought it was good. What so. did What did you think of the Guardians in this movie? Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Guardians. I thought could they do were wrong. great. I was Guardians kind of Guardians of the Galaxy I was a Volume little Two. Conflicted. Listen, <laughs> Guardians Why of the Galaxy Volume did... Two, my favorite Marvel movie outside of Infinity War and Endgame. Okay, <laughs> like let's be real. <laughs> I love the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy, and it's not like it's not even like a, oh, I just love Chris Pratt. No, I love all the Guardians. Like the Guardians is my jam. Like their yeah. dysfunctional family <laughs> type thing. Yeah. Love it. Iconic. Love it. I think I think they were really great in this movie. I thought they were hilarious. They were just like they were the perfect group to put in this movie, just because they were yeah. they're already hilarious, and so like why not? And I thought that they were in it just long enough because at first when they left, I was like, oh, that's it. I kind of wanted more. But then I realized they were in there just long enough to make me really excited for Guardians 3. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Because they they did a good job at keeping it a Thor movie Mm -hmm. and not trying to be like, oh, but it's also a guard. We're also teasing like three new Guardians movies. And also there's like Hulk stuff over here and a little bit. They're like, yeah, we've got a lot of irons in the fire. When they were like, no, we just, we want to make a Thor movie, which I thought was a problem with Multiversal Mariners. Um, Here's my question. Do you think Thor will show up in Guardians 3? Do you think they'll pull a switch and have him make a cameo in Guardians 3? Or do you think Guardians 3 will just solely be a Guardians movie? I think he has to. I think we, even if we just see a little montage at the beginning with some exposition where we're like... Oh, and then we had Thor on here and did that, and we did this, and we dropped him off there, and now we're here. So, at yeah. the very least, I think he'll be in, like, a recap or something. But, honestly, I'd be okay with him in it. I'm not I'm not upset. Yeah, um, I'm not. I wouldn't be heartbroken over Do you have an opinion on this villain as Gore, Mr. Christian <sighs> Bale? Mr. Uh, no, he's Bale. atheist Bale now. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he hates I the saw, gods. <laughs> I saw that meme. It was like uh, it was a side by side, and it was Christian Bale, and then he puts on the god the god killer because that's his whole thing is the god slayer. <laughs> so he's atheist Bale now. Oh my like, gosh! Hey yo, that's not somebody. Funny, if but somebody didn't hilarious. make that joke on set, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the production <laughs> crew of Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, no, I thought he was a. 
He's mm-hmm. not the best villain, but I think he works for this movie because his whole thing is like, oh, well, you know, whichever god it was in the beginning of the movie that he was like, oh, we're your loyal disciples or whatever. And then he takes mm-hmm. the sword and he kills him and it's a whole thing. And it's like, oh, it's because the gods aren't, you know, whatever. And then they go to, uh, what's it called? Um, Omnipotent city, city or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And Zeus is like, no, we're fully aware that this is a problem. But we're not going to do anything about it. But we Which don't just kind of reinforces the point that Gore's trying to make is like, oh, they're not going to do anything. Also, Which, which that's kind of hilarious is he just kind of enforced what the villain was Thor saying. Thor goes super hard when Zeus throws the lightning bolt at him and he just oh grabs gosh. it and is like... No, <laughs> Uno reverse card and just impale Zeus. And I'm no, like, dang. I physically, I audibly right. gasped when Same. that came. I was like, dang. I was like, All right. Oh my gosh. Sheesh. Also, put some uh, pants on. Um, next, yeah, no joke, right? So, so I'm gonna. I asked on Instagram. I said we're doing a re- wait, doing a wait, podcast wait, no, on no, no, Thor. No, 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 no. We have to talk, we have no to this is related. Part of this this is related. No. Fine. Fine. Can we talk Go about. For it. The the, well, first of all, the Shadow Realm. You're okay, going to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo. Dude, Can we talk about how cool Shadow that Realm was? Jimbo. That it dude, went from color so, to black and white, dude, but also I, like the lightning and stuff also oh, generated I was, color. I was so excited because I was thinking like. How do I do this in Premiere? That <laughs> was like, so cool. What can I do? I that was so lie. creative. We never see like cool sequences like that in Marvel movies anymore. Like that was awesome. That was a great move on Taika Waititi's part to just go like, yeah, we're gonna go black and white for like a little bit. Bam. So cool. Because Gore's aesthetic that is black and white. That was probably my favorite. Yeah, but it was also so it was so cool to contrast that with like them flying on the ship on Rainbow Road with the goats, and yeah. then it just like all color goes away, and you're like, dude. They did some really creative things with color in this movie. I really liked the aesthetic and the color palette was awesome. One thing I like, one thing I didn't like, and then we can go down your route mm-hmm. with the questions and get into the questions and start to wrap up. Mm-hmm. One thing I did, uh, I thought was interesting is this movie, while being a, we're going to travel across like all these different locations and not be on earth. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like, an expansive journey movie like multiverse of madness there was so much hopping around it didn't really feel grounded it was like okay well where are we going next like we're jumping these multiverses type thing Mm -hmm. but then you have this movie which is very like still feels very grounded like Mm -hmm. yes they're going to the center of the universe to find eternity but it's not like a oh we're gonna you know Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna go like over here for five minutes, and then over here expanse. for five minutes, and then we have we have three characters on this side of the universe, and then six on this side, two over here. It right. was it was just like we're all gonna stay together, and we're gonna go on this path. Like we're just gonna. It go. was and it was and also really interesting that. that the entire main cast was together the entire movie. I the only that. time they weren't together was towards the end, where Valkyrie and Korg were not like they didn't go with Thor. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. I know we've neglected to talk about either of them this entire time. Um, yeah, but they were both really good. Korg, funny. They were really great, good as usual. Always Valkyrie, funny. yeah, kicks butt. Awesome. She was good as usual. Yeah. Just I think pretty my, much with them, favorite, it was more of the same. One of my favorite 
parts of this movie is when she, uh, Valkyrie's like pulls out what looks like a grenade and she's like, is that a grenade? It's like, no, it's a Bluetooth speaker. And then they just sit there for a second and they're like vibing with the music. And I'm like, Love it. this is so, it was so unintentionally funny because they yep. were just like in full costume, just like vibing. And I was like, wow, this is, this is yeah. cinema. This is why I pay $12 for a movie ticket. One thing I didn't like, the screaming goats got annoying after like the first three times they made that joke. Yeah, it was the, that was one of those. It was like very overused, and I'm like, oh, so okay. this is this is not an official term by any means. This is what I like to call the Saturday Night Live effect, where there is one joke, and that joke is just beat to death, and so there's like and. We're going to get into the hammer stuff in a second. The joke of him, like, being around his ex-hammer was funny <laughs> maybe twice. No. And then okay. I thought it was dumb. No, you got to understand. And I feel like that's a, very, that's a very Saturday Night Live thing to just, like, have a concept and then just beat that one joke to death for, like, six minutes. It was an ongoing, like, it was a part of the story, though. Like, the, the hammer and the axe were characterized as characters. That was the point. Like, when Thor like is it. gushing about the lightning bolt, and then you see, uh, heckin', um, Stormbreaker just come in from the side. Yeah. And it's that like... That was funny. Okay. Oh, So, hey. it was more about building up that relationship with the weapons, which I thought was very interesting. Um, because if you're gonna establish that Mjolnir has enough of a personality to, when Thor says, I need you to protect Jane forever can acknowledge that and make that a part of it you also have to acknowledge that mm -hmm. stormbreaker fused or forged the same way mjolnir was they're both gonna have that and i thought i thought that was yeah. just another part of the like the romance like the rom-com yeah well I, my my issue see... mm, my issue with the uh, screaming see... goats though is that not only is it an overused joke i'll let you go don't worry um, not only is it an overused joke, but it's just like the screaming goat vine from 2015. That's the problem. Yeah. It's, a, it's an it's a outdated dead, dead meme. Yeah. It's like, remember that was a thing to just put like screaming goats over everything. Like that was hilarious. I remember the Taylor Swift song eight years ago. Oh my gosh. Was it? Ah! I knew you were trouble, but goats. Ah! It was like trouble. Yeah. I'm so glad you remember that too. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I didn't really care. I didn't mind. I didn't think it was hilarious. I thought it was funny once when they were like trying to wrangle the goats and he was like, yes, thank you so much. And it's just like giant goats. But I, yeah. I do agree. I think by the end I was kind of went numb to the joke. And that's also how I feel about the hammers. I think it was interesting and kind of, I thought it was cool to characterize the weapons and like you said, it had a point. It was to, like, add to that romance thing. But just... And they can do that. And I'm glad they did that, because it made sense. But the joke of him being around his ex-hammer was just... It It wasn't funny after a while. I was like, alright, you you can write other jokes. Like, it was funny when the, like, uh, Stormbreaker, like, like came in on the side and he was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Because that's, like, such a rom-com trope to be like, oh, right, I have my new girlfriend here. Like, that's something they do in Friends all the time with Ross and Rachel. 
And so I thought that was funny, but at a point I was like, all right, guys, that that's enough. You can calm down. Something, something I did like, something I didn't like. Something I did like, this might be a hot take, Army of Kids, that was awesome, okay? I thought that was the funnest part of this movie was when he gives those kids his powers and the girl just has like her freaking rabbit and like oh, yeah. his laser eyes. <gasps> I was like, it it scratched that part of my brain where like eight-year-old me this is what I this is what I was imagining when eight-year-old me was just playing in the backyard. So yeah. like seeing having that visualized like was just kind of fun. I was like, this is cool. Like it was just one of those fun things. A lot of people thought it was stupid. I thought it was a lot of fun. Something I didn't like. I don't know if I have anything specific. I've kind of talked on and off about what I did and didn't like. So I I thought um, the Valkyrie, I, the what's her name? Oh my gosh. The Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson. What's her name? Yeah. It's what's Valkyrie. her name Valkyrie. oh it's just Valkyrie that's her name yeah <laughs> oh I felt like she wasn't super useful in this movie um yeah I can understand that like she's she kind of there. there cause it would be weird if she wasn't there it, but it's yeah, also like it made sense that she was there but also what did she there's not much achieve? for her to do yeah I liked her as a political leader I thought that was fun yeah but that was really all it was. Something I really liked was that they brought back the bit of the theater performers, like, yeah. telling the story of Thor and Loki. And then freaking, like, Melissa McCarthy breaks through as Helena. That, I think, was probably the hardest I laughed in that, over this, through, through this whole movie. Because I was just not expecting her to be in this movie. She just busts through, like, the paper thing and she's like, Huzzah! I'm here! And I just is so funny that's i think that was really funny um i have one more mini rant do you want to do questions first Mm, no we'll make people keep listening if they want to hear their questions because i have a i have a i have a point that one of my friends brought up that i want to get your opinion on but i'll save that okay for after questions so we can do your thing questions and then my point and then we can wrap it up i this is something you sent me on Twitter. I'm not going to say who said it, but this is... I was I was legitimately furious when I read this. I'm going to read this word for word. If you know, the, you know. Is this, the, is this the James Cameron thing? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was it, about to be like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. No, this is, uh, this is a thread that legitimately made me angry. Uh, it Wait, said, I'm gonna look back and see if I can find it. Says, I know everyone is sick of MCU complaining, so I'll be brief. Thor: Love and Thunder is, without exaggeration, genuinely one of the worst movies I've seen in well over a decade. Says, want to expand a bit to say that Watiti is either an awful filmmaker or just doesn't care. Each frame is put together with zero sense of space, blocking, or depth. Your eye has nothing to center itself. Each take feels like the first and only. The entire film feels like the last day of senior year where everyone is going through the motions. Tessa Thompson looks like she'd rather be anywhere else. Scenes are strung together simply because they have to be. Every joke has the sting has the stink of please laugh desperation. This is one of the worst for me because of all the movies I've seen that cost so much. The one this one shows zero evidence of it. 
It's almost insulting at this point. Can we... And I just... Can we break this down tweet by tweet and just say how wrong... Let's break this down. It is. (laughs) Like... How... Just... I think we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit. One of the worst movies you've seen in over a decade. Uh, Cars 2 came out 10 years ago. So, (laughs) listen, it can't be that bad. (laughs) I think it's just... This is just a whiny take to me. This is just like, oh, like you you don't get it. Not to be the gatekeepy film bro, but you don't get it. You don't get it. There's been a lot of uh, revisionist history on the like the Dark World and (sighs) Thor one. They're like, oh, I miss when Thor was a serious character, and it's like. But you praised Ragnarok when it came out for the original direction that Taika Waititi took Thor. And you continued to praise it in Infinity War and Endgame. And now, because it's a rom-com movie, you don't like it. Which, by the way, to bring out the DVD a third time, (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is an action-adventure comedy movie. Nobody had a problem with that. (laughs) Thor Love and Thunder is a romance-action comedy movie. Only one of those genres changed. And now you have a problem with it. What's the problem? I like to believe that the the film bros and the Marvel people who are, um, how do I put this delicately, who have these takes on Twitter, they get no maidens. So therefore, they can't enjoy (laughs) romance in films because they know they can't relate and they'll never be able (laughs) to attain it. I don't think you understand Lord Thor Love and Thunder because <laughs> women don't like you. <laughs> you I'm sorry, sir. You can't get any maidens, so therefore you don't like romance. <laughs> I'd like to see the letterboxd of uh, people who don't like Thor for takes like this. Because all of this just is really masking um the I don't like the romance part of the movie. I'd like to see your letterbox, sir. How many romance movies have you watched? If it's zero, then I think we found our culprit. Um, But one thing, because I read this thread before seeing the movie. And the part where they say each take feels like the first and only. As someone who has worked on a film set multiple times, not industry level, but like... Mm-hmm. Going through multiple takes with actors. No. No. Maybe one or two. But no. No. Not at all it... did I ever feel like that was the first take. But also, who are you to say that maybe the first take was the best one out of the three that they got? Because Sometimes in the, the professional <laughs> film industry, they do not usually do more than four takes. If you have to do more than four takes. Yeah, it was Samuel L. Jackson who was like, if I do more than three takes, then there's something wrong and it's not me. Yeah. Which is true. He's like, because I'm not the one messing up. He's like, I'm not the one that's going to take more than three takes. So someone is not doing their job. And I was like, So who are you (laughs) to say that? Yeah. Also, Tessa Thompson looks like she'd rather be anywhere else. Yes, because that's her character in the entire movie is she would rather be anywhere than with Thor. This is what I mean. This is what I mean when I say you don't get it. Like you, you don't get it. 
And no. I also found we a did not second watch the tweet. I also saw a second tweet that was really funny. And it sums this up really well. It said, the absolute worst genre of Twitter Twitter user is 14-year-olds with a superiority complex that make 40 tweet-long threads about how any given media is problematic every week. And I was just like... Correct. <laughs> facts. Absolute facts. Ugh. That... Oh I my just, gosh, wait. No, 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 no. Here's, here's the peak tweet. Okay? So somebody replied mm-hmm. to this thread and said, my entire friend group thought it was amazing. 16 of us in the theater. I thought it was a great fun time. First of all, props to you for taking 16 people to the movie theater. Hallelujah. That's an accomplishment in and of itself. I took yeah, 10 people no. to see Endgame, and that was a little much for me. But I think the I reply took eight is people to see No Way Home. The reply to that is, oh, but don't you see? People who don't like the MCU have superior taste and are somehow correct arbiters of subjective things. Even if it makes a billion dollars, they didn't like it, so it must be a bad movie. Oh! That gets a like and a save. Because that is the best tweet I have seen all week. That hits the nail on the head. So hard. Applause all around. Because now it's cool to not like Marvel movies. It's not cool to like Mm -hmm. Marvel movies anymore. We've had that paradigm shift where before it wasn't cool to like Marvel movies. But now that Marvel Mm -hmm. is so mainstream, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't like Marvel movies. It's kind of yeah. which I'm kind of like if you have if you say, "Yeah, I don't think it was for me." That's fine. Like right. you can love what you love, but also I thought it was a really good movie. And if you're being extremely dramatic and say this is the worst movie I've seen in the last 10 years, let me tell you, if this is the worst movie you've seen in the last 10 years, you're doing great. You're <laughs> so, not watching a lot of movies. Then. Like, you're either not watching a lot of movies or you're doing great. You've collectively like, seen on. two movies in the last 10 years and one of them was Cars 2. Like, yeah, I just, I just, I, just, I had to share that because I thought there's a few, there are a few times where I think that's just straight up a bad take. Like I had to share, I had to share. So yeah. we, We've said this a couple times. We asked questions on the Instagrams. And we're going to answer a couple. I'm going to answer some quick ones that were um, kind of already answered. Um, are we are we doing names or are we just doing questions? Uh... I think we can just do questions. <laughs> um, so this one says, was it good? No. Yes. <laughs> Go no, go see it. Sorry, it's good. Sorry. No is my knee jerk reaction to um, every <laughs> question somebody good. asks me. It's a terrible yeah. thing. I need to stop doing. <laughs> well, I do the same thing except when somebody asks what time it is, I just say midnight. <laughs> so it could be three in the afternoon. They're like, "What time is it? Midnight." <laughs> I need to stop. It doing just makes it me a I'll jerk. Get, like, a boss but... <laughs> ask me, "Can you get me a coffee?" And I was going, "No." And then, like, proceed. Because no. my problem is, like, one of my friends can like was like, can you carry my bag to this place? And I was like, no. Picks up their yeah. bag and carries it to that place. Yeah. Like, I'm still going to do it. But I can't, yeah. I can't do it's that just, in a professional But I'm so quirky and funny that I have to say no. <laughs> so, was it good? Yes. Yes. Um, it says, how do you feel about the sexual tension between Thor and... How do you say the ham? His other hammer. Mjolnir? <laughs> Mjolnir? I don't know. I didn't even... I s- thought it was weird. That's my question. 
I didn't. I didn't even spell it right. Mjolnir. Um, yeah. It was interesting. It was an interesting way to That's what go. Say. <clears throat> with that um, question. <laughs> uh. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, my boy Landon asked a question. I just have to give hey, a yo. shout out to Landon because I love Landon. He said, "Better villain, Gore or Thanos?" Answer the question, Jackson. I want you to go first. No, I want you to go first. <laughs> Answer the question. Thor is better, or not? I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Thanos is better, but also we've had Thanos hype for years. And then we had gore for one movie. So Thanos is better, but okay, also you don't correctly. take you that don't take that to mean gore is a bad villain cuz I think no. I I don't I don't even think gore was necessarily a villain. I just think he had bad motive. I think he was doing bad things with a reasonable motive. He was doing bad things for a justifiable reason to himself. Like his reasoning was justified to himself and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think any villain is comparable to Thanos aside from like Mm-mm. Darth Vader or like other long standing villains who have been in multitudes yeah. of movies. You can't really say like, well, who's a better villain, Killmonger or Thanos? Well, that's not really fair. Killmonger like, well, was in Black Panther 1. Like, he was yeah. the Black Panther 1 villain. Like, I don't know. Not really Black fair. Black Panther 1 villain. Um, also, don't forget Black Panther. Two comes out this year. I keep forgetting that. Oh movie my gosh, exists. you're right. Dang, that's the okay. that's the holiday um, Marvel movie. So Zoe asks. Zoe designed our logo, by the way. She's an incredible person. Oh, are we you looking Zoe. at the podcast questions? Because I have yeah. them pulled up. Oh well, go ahead then. All right, fine. Zoe, who designed our logo, asked, "Do you think uh, Natalie Portman's Thor is a likable character in this movie?" Yes. Yes. Um, this movie also remind me. Um, that given blonde highlights, Natalie Portman is a very attractive person. Um, maybe it's Was because I have a thing for blondes. No, I don't Was... really have a thing for brunettes, okay? Like, fair. what can I say? Uh, my girlfriend <laughs> is blonde. The like, man's got a type. What? Can... <laughs> listen, what can I say? <laughs> um, I think so, she was just dorky enough to be likable. That's yeah. what I'll say. Yeah, yeah, I liked her. I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends over at Genre Geeks fourth plug. Oh this my gosh! Episode. No, they did not respond. Oh my gosh, you guys! Uh, they didn't ask a question. They just made a comment because I said um, no. questions, comments, quarrels, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Here it wasn't specifically questions. They just said, "Love the ambitious tr- uh, style choices. A little clunky, but I enjoyed it. I think that's fair. It's not a perfect. I think movie. that's a good synopsis. It's um, it's not a perfect movie, but it's not it's not bad. Like it, it was a good but movie, it's enjoyable. But it's fun. Yeah. We also got um another question from Zoe's brother. Hey yo. Hi Zoe's um, brother. How do you dude. feel about Christian Bale's portrayal of Gore? He's good. We kind of already talked about Gore, dude. Um, I thought he was. He great. was good. I thought Atheist Bale think, did a great job. <laughs> I think he. I think this was a really good casting choice. Because yeah. he's like he's kind of known as being like crazy, like he's he's kind of because he's way. like he's American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's American Psycho. So like, of course he's scary. Like he, I thought he did great. I thought he was like pretty scary. So there you go. So and then I asked on my personal Instagram, and this is where we got quite a few questions. Um, one of them is Naked Yo. Thor thoughts. I mean, who asked that? 
<laughs> one of my one you of my keep friends. that anonymous. Oh my god. Yeah, we're um, gonna keep that one anonymous. It was I'm, a scene I'm, that happened scene. that was played up I for comedic effect. It was for comedic effect. I'm of the firm belief that there is not a single instance in where nudity makes a movie better. So <laughs> I thought that we did it, not need to see Chris Hemsworth's uh, bare bosom on screen. That was not necessary. <laughs> I. <laughs> I I, I see the appeal, but I'm not a fan. Uh, another question is, did Thor give the kids the power of Thor or the power of Zeus? Ooh. It's a good question because Thor's lightning on. is blue, but Zeus's lightning is yellow, but all the kids <gasps> were using yellow. But Thor was also using Zeus's lightning bolt. Oh my gosh, you're right. This is a very interesting question. That but also, asks a very I guess, perplexing idea. I guess the the he wouldn't be powerful enough on his own to give all of them his power. So right. he would use Zeus's power. Right. <gasps> oh, that makes that's sense. Although that's he does cool. say, uh, you are now bestowed with, for a limited time only, which I thought was a funny, <laughs> funny gag. That was funny. Um, the power yeah. of Thor. So he does say it's the power of Thor. But he's also so, kind of full of himself. I don't know. He gives a lot of he gives a lot of Jeff Winger esque speeches in this movie. Like he, he can really work does. a crowd. He can work a crowd, which I I feel like that was in character for him. Yeah. Um. Oh, my mom asked a question. Hi, mom. Hi, <laughs> this my is the mom. Second time I've addressed you on this episode. Um, <laughs> she says, "Is Thor hotter in this one or the last one?" Inquiring moms want to know. Um, does so, this does this change if you're going to see it or not? <laughs> well, if you listen this far, I don't think it matters. <laughs> um, uh, true. Okay, hot take. I think <laughs> short hair Thor looks better than long hair Thor. Like, the Ragnarok mm. Infinity War Endgame aesthetic works better for Chris Hemsworth than the long hair. But that's just me. So no, I, see, I think I see, this movie was a downgrade. But I also can we just talk about Chris Hemsworth was huge in this movie. He's ripped, dude. He was like, like he did really go dude. from dad bod to god bod. Like he was, he was insanely just jacked in this movie to the point that I I saw it with a friend and I leaned over and I went, he's huge, <laughs> and so. This is a this is a tough question. I'm gonna say New Thor. I like New Thor better. Yeah, yeah. Well, good thing yeah, opinions well. are opinions and they're not <laughs> facts. But okay. Uh, wow, and the last okay. question we have is way. from one of my one of my college friends. Ao, uh, despite some visual friends. effects not being the best, what made up for them was the story coherent. Did trailers ruin it? So there's kind of three questions there. What made up for the visual effects not being the best? Okay, first of all, the visual effects were fine anyone complaining about them it's kind of silly <laughs> uh touch grass get mm -hmm. off your twitter keyboard uh set an hour limit on twitter okay um what made up so let's say the vfx were bad what made up for it mm -hmm. the story story was good jokes were good Comedy. characters were Humor. good action was good we didn't really talk about that but the action was really yeah good. the action was really good i there was some solid fight choreography in yep. this movie like between chris hemsworth and christian bale they had some sick fights i thought that was really good yeah uh was the story coherent yes 
most Marvel yeah, stories are. Even if they're bad, like Multiverse of Madness or No Way Home, mm -hmm. they are coherent enough to work. Most stories yeah, are coherent. It's so yes, better than Star Wars. <laughs> Did the trailers ruin it? Um, I don't feel like I can answer that question because I only watched the first one once and then the second one once, and that was it. So here's here's where I'm at with movie trailers. I'll watch them in the theater. If they come, if a really interesting one comes across my Instagram, I might watch some of it or scrub through it. I never watch full trailers at home anymore. So I, understandable. I think they, I think they only revealed Jane Foster's Thor in the first trailer because they wanted her on the poster. That's my opinion, and they You're wanted they wanted butts and seats, which is like. Yeah. Let's not forget, this is a business. Like, they yep. want to make money off of this movie. So it's, 100%. like, that's completely justified. And also, like, she's a big part of the story. I don't think you could have made a trailer without her in it. So, like, not not a trailer that accurately portrayed the movie, at least. So, I, I don't think trailers ruined it. I think, I also think that not a lot of people cared enough to try to leak things from this movie. So it's no. not... I don't think that there was a huge risk for that. Yeah. So... Here's a here's a quick, quick question. How did you feel about the posters for this movie? I thought the posters were good. Like... I thought they were better than usual, After coming off of two Marvel movies with pretty mediocre posters, this one had some pretty solid posters. I just... So I, I, just I really like, like the IMAX poster for this one. Like, Loki... I know I've already made the thumbnail for this episode, but I might update it to put the IMAX yeah. poster on there instead of the one I have, because I really like that one. I, you know, I just, I think movie posters are a lost art, and we've just kind of gotten so lazy with our character towers, and I'm not, this isn't a hot take, I'm not the first person to say this, but I'm like, I just really like those creative posters, which we don't get a lot from Marvel, but I digress. Um, that's kind of nitpicky, I don't really care that much. Um, I liked the colors on the posters. I thought that they were bright and they accurately portrayed the movie. It was very Taika Waititi, which yeah. I thought was good. So there you go. So yeah, to everyone who uh, submitted questions, thank you. We will be doing Thanks. this again when we talk about like more so, movie review type stuff like this. Um, mm -hmm. Now, as our closing point, I want to address to you a point that one of my friends brought up about like – not about Love and Thunder specifically, um, but kind of about Marvel movies in general. His point was superhero movies are not like the only reason we think superhero movies is bad are bad um, is because we're oversaturated. They're not bad movies. We just think they're bad because we're oversaturated. What is your take on that? So these superhero movies are not bad they're just we just perceive them as bad because they're oversaturated yes is, is this not exactly what martin scorsese was trying to tell us i don't think so i think now i don't i don't know i'm not super educated on the martin scorsese marvel stuff but i think i think that's fair i think i don't know that's kind of I, I i think about the batman and how big that movie was and how different it was and how it wasn't just a green soundstage for two hours. And so I think, I think you can, I think that's up to interpretation. Cause I, 
I do think it's superhero movies are oversaturated um, because, and let's be honest, most of that is Marvel because they're they pump and dump movies so fast True. that like you can't keep up. And now they have the shows, which is just kind of a whole situation. But I think I'm trying to think if this movie was released after a long Marvel break, would it have gotten better reviews? I don't think so. Because I don't so think... They, so because there you go. I think the problem is people, like... I think the problem is this person specifically, the way this the way this take comes off is it's a very, like, we're going to make an excuse as to why Marvel movies aren't bad because, God forbid, there be a bad Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that take is incredibly dangerous because when you try to justify reasons why movies aren't bad, it takes away the objective criticism of a movie because like your point is like would multiverse of madness or no way home or love and thunder have been received critically any different after like another like year-long break like we had in 2020 i don't think so mm-hmm. because yeah. they're objectively like, you not see great movies. black widow came out after a long marvel break and it was not received very well that had nothing to do with oversaturation. That had all to do with the movie was not that great. Same for Eternals and Multiverse of Madness. Like, I don't think the objective criticism of a movie changes based on how saturated or oversaturated the market is. That comes more down to, like, the audience opinion of the movie, mm-hmm. I would argue, has more of that in it. Where it's like, yeah. well, how do I receive the movie? Would I have received no way home better if it wasn't the fifth movie that or the fourth movie that came out last year yeah probably yeah like probably. i think that's where that comes in and not necessarily objectively you know what well, i mean well that's why marvel fans are fighting so much is because some of them are insanely burnt out and say i want to keep up with this story but it's so hard cuz they're doing so much and it's too much and then there's fans right. that eat, sleep, and breathe the Marvel movies, and they say, yes, give us more. This is great. And so these movies are perceived differently, and you need to be able to put aside your perception and see them objectively, which is what I try to do. But of course, like, film opinions are film opinions because of you. So, like, don't completely disregard your feelings for... Uh, towards movie reviews so i think we just we're struggling to find a balance and there's a lot of critics that just like that just say marvel equals bad and we kind of that i've just i've stopped trusting critics opinions because i'm gonna quote a movie that not a lot of people like um i'm gonna quote the greatest showman and i'm gonna say a critic that doesn't find enjoyment in the theater now who's a hypocrite that's what I think. I think we're just struggling to find a balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't really have much mm-hmm. more to add to that. It's just kind of... That point's pretty solid. I will say, something I want to add, which we can elaborate more on this in the next episode because of who our guest is for yeah. that episode, but uh, on the Marvel burnout side, I'm incredibly burnt out because it's difficult like, the people who eat, sleep, and breathe Marvel, that's understandable, because that's the only, like, franchise you're into. 
But for me, I'm juggling a dozen different anime. I'm juggling Marvel and Star Wars and a bunch of sitcoms and video game franchises. Like when you're a multimedia when you're franchise a nerd. <laughs> fan, it's difficult. Yeah. Right. When you're a nerd, it's difficult to keep up with all of mm-hmm. that stuff. That is the point I'm trying to That's make. That's fair. But we can elaborate more on that in the next episode. Yeah. So I agree. I think that brings this episode to a close. I'm just going to... I'm going to let yeah. you do the, uh, do, do the plug. Gonna... <laughs> you end up summarizing gonna, it so much I'm better I'm going to make a game. closing statement to say, love what you love. If you love Love and Thunder, that's great. I loved it. If you hated Love and Thunder, that's great. I'm sorry you hated it. Um, but that's your opinion. You can... That sounded a lot more judgmental than I intended. I'm just saying, love what you love. Let other people have their opinions. Um, except when they just straight up have a bad take. That's different. Um, but thank you for... There are there are ob- objectively bad takes. That's a thing. Um, no, that's, that's true. true. So, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy what we do here... Give us a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, wherever you're listening. Give that five stars, because if you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Give us that rating, because it helps us in the search analytics, too, so we can show up to more people and grow more. We also have social medias. Follow us on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at The Nerdiest Podcast. We're making a lot of great original content. And you also want to know when new episodes are coming out. Also, merch link in the description. You got your stickers. You got your your square logo, the nerdiest podcast. You got your text logo, the nerdiest podcast. You got your hype responsibly stickers. All from our sticker partner, Hannah, who's an amazing small business. And all of those funds support the show. So please go buy some stickers. They're $3 a piece. Go follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and I hope you stay for the next episode because we've got some great things planned for that one and just some great things planned for this next year. So stick around. Yep. Yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace. Uh, Bye.